0: Welcome back, friends, to the court of the Trashy Royals, where we, Stacy, and Alicia explore the long tradition of our betters behaving terribly. What is that voice, Stacy? Hi, welcome everybody. <laughs> Today
1: in Trashy Royals and our Royal Romp Through Time, we're gonna back it up a little bit to that War of the Roses episode and we're gonna do the prequel. Ooh. to war of the roses today
0: so that war of the roses was not the first war in the world
1: <laughs> again this is the prequel to the war of the roses if you will the story's going to end with fast Eddie three with edward the okay. third this story is about edward the third's parents isabella of france who was a queen of england very confusing violent and self-serving perhaps Isabella of France is not remembered fondly in (laughs) England, but there is a lot of revisionist history that happens. This story has all the echoes of time, and it's a delightful one for us over here, just like your Marie Antoinette Jones. This story introduces us, Stacey, to another one of your favorite namings, Hug Dispenser. Hug Dispenser, how could I forget? We are going to talk about Hugh Dispenser in the second half of our story Good Lord, this story really is canon of how Trashy Royals has become a thing with you and I. We have been so thrilled in our historical journey of the trashiest royals over time on Trashy Divorces, on our main feed and Patreon. It's a thrill to come back here for y'all on Thursdays to trashily dish our Trashy Royals. So in history, we know that what is past is prologue. There are a lot of echoes in this story A lot of repetition. We have baby fingers (laughs) that need baby rings. Sure. We have alliances. We have third person in the marriage. Mm. We have your favorite land battles in France. Oh, yeah. And we have another quintessential favorite around here. I learned it by watching you. In this story, there is patience and revenge and murder. The story really does have it all on a royal trashy royal scale let us anon friends Hmm. to isabella of france Isabella of France born sometime in 1295. (laughs) The thing in historical record there's no birth date recorded for her because sometimes it's just not important for girls to have birth dates recorded even royal ones in history and Isabella is a royal girl.
0: Very surprising. We don't typically start getting like, there's not even a church record of it or 1295. So maybe there was at some point, but okay, fine. So we don't know what her birth date is. No, which is really terrible if you're into natal charts
1: like I am. There's so much you can discover. Anyway, Isabella is a royal child. She is from the House of Capet. Her father is King Philip IV of France, hmm. her mother is Joan of Navarre. Now, why aren't you calling her Queen Joan of France? Because Joan of Navarre is a ruler in her own right. Isabella of France is a child of medieval England who is the child of two reigning
0: monarchs. Philip IV of France, Joan of Navarre. So this is... Before what we would think of as France today was a fully unified political entity, is that France is France, but they have territories: Gascony, Anjou.
1: We're gonna Calais, you know. We're gonna, <laughs> t- we're gonna talk about them all. But that's the thing. I need you to know about Isabella, daughter of two reigning monarchs. This does not happen again until we meet Catherine of Aragon,
0: the okay. first
1: wife of Henry the Eighth. She's the next one with that claim to fame being the daughter of Ferdinand and Isabella. What I'm trying to communicate to you is Isabella of France is no darn fool, all right? Her mother, Joan of Navarre, was married at the age of 11 to her king. Yowza. And Joan of Navarre, in addition to Isabella, will also have three sons. Those three sons will also become kings of France. I know you love the names here, Charles Philip Louis. Just, it's, it's, I think they're also Richard was in the mix at the time. And that's pretty much it for names. Charles, Philip and Louis are going to be our future French Kings, the brothers of Isabella of France. So Isabella being the daughter of the King of France and Hey, Philip, the Four, pretty exciting. He has three sons to carry on French reign Let's get our baby girl allied up with England. Let's make a French-English alliance here. Baby girls need tiny baby rings, and this is how alliances are made. Joan of Navarre, Isabella's mother, as consort to a powerful king and also ruling Navarre in her own right. It's like double trouble a little bit. Joan of Navarre dies when Isabella's young, but Isabella... Gets a lot of education from her mom. She gets a lot of education from her court. Isabella's growing up in the most sophisticated court
0: in Europe.
1: She's raised in the Louvre.
0: Yeah. So she was there before the Mona Lisa even. (laughs) Interesting. The Louvre was a palace
1: for the French royal family before it turned into said famous art museum. Isabella has a nurse. She's educated well. She's literate. That's, I mean, big deal, literate, no birthday. So even if, you know. (laughs) They don't know when to celebrate, but she writes about her disappointment. (laughs) Isabella, what I'm trying to tell you is not an idiot. Her mom raises her well. She's raised in the court. She knows how court works. She's watching it all go down and she knows from a very early age how it's played, how the game happens and the role of women in court. Similar to Catherine of Aragon, who knew she was going to be Queen of England from a very, very young age, so does Isabella of France. Like, from the age of three, that is their destiny. So, Stacy, your favorite thing, land battles in France. Essentially, there's fighting in the 13th, end of the 13th, beginning of the fourth Well, there's always fighting for land battles in France, yeah. but... We're looking at four particular countries here. Gascony, Aquitaine, Normandy, and Anjou. So let's go back to the prequel over in England. King of England right now is Fast Eddie I. He decides to make a allyship with King Philip of France, Philip IV. The and they're going to make a marriage contract between their kids to... Quelch, ally, alleviate some of all this English-French fighting. Isabella, as mentioned, is the tiny, tiny baby hand age of three. Prince-in-waiting is 11 years older than our future toddler bride.
0: This is terrible. Well, she's
1: three. It's going to take another nine years to get them married, so she'll be 12. That's thoughtful. It's gross, but <laughs> anything for an alliance or something like that. So remember Edward I, King Eddie I, old Fast Eddie? He's a great warrior. They call him the Hammer of the Scots. Edward I is the king that took the Stone of Scone from Scotland down to Westminster Abbey. That Stone of Scone made a recent appearance in the crowning of England's latest king mm-hmm. on that stone, Eddie I, if you're English, kind of a big deal. If you're Scottish, Mm. not so much. The thing is, though, is that uh, Eddie II is not quite the accomplishment that his father, Edward I, is. Hmm. Now, Edward II, he's just Edward at this point. He's not Eddie II, but for distinction of... Eddie Jr. Eddie Jr. Eddie Jr. too. To be fair, is tall and muscular, but the thing about Eddie, he just wants to chase butterflies. Like, he's not interested in being a warlord. When Eddie II goes on campaign with his father, to travel around and like vanquish and conquer and be a heroic warlord, that's not Eddie II. Too. Eddie II's kind of Mister Good Times. He brings his pet lion. And a band of fiddlers along. Lovely. You cannot change your character, man. Like, you should have known at that point, Eddie 1, that it was not going to go great in Eddie Two's administration.
0: I mean, I understand that even today, war is a lot of boredom in between terrifying situations, so having a band of fiddlers around to just, like, liven up the boring parts, come on. I don't know, the pet lion might make things a little bit more exciting when you don't plan it. Or feed it.
1: Okay, so Eddie the First naturally is very disappointed in the <laughs> traveling disco lion show <laughs> of his son, and it does seem frivolous. yeah, somehow. Well, and Eddie one is like, Eddie two, I really gotta butch you up a little. like this this isn't gonna stand. You're never gonna be able to be king unless maybe you tell less people about your fiddlers and lions and start acting like a king. So Eddie the One has a very loyal soldier that has been with him and all of his campaigns. And Eddie One is like, man, Piers Gaveston, you're the coolest guy I know. Maybe you can help my son be a man. And Piers Gaveston's like, sounds good, Ed. I'm in. Point me to the lad. Oh, he's over there <laughs> near the lion. I got it. I'll teach him things. He's the one with the big cat. Okay. Hey, but wait, so Piers Gaveston comes on in to, you know, make Eddie a man. But unbeknownst to what Eddie thinks is going to happen, the king, oh no, Edward II and Piers Gaveston fall in love, <laughs> which was totally kosher at the time. We got a band right here to play all of our songs. <clears throat> all right, so it's not great. I mean, it's great
0: I mean, for Piers and Eddie II. It's They're not, in love. It's but... not great for Dad, who's like, oh, my God. So, betrayed by his best friend, basically. And... Younger soldier, not best friend. But, okay, but like, loyal. Somebody he really mm-hmm.
1: trusts, and he's like, oh, you're going to do the right thing go, for my son. Go be a role model for my son. And uh, He was a role mm-hmm. model, all right. So, 1307, Eddie the One is dying. OK, like there's a reason he's got to get his kid ready to take over because he's not going to yeah, be he's there dying. And all right. So Eddie, the one is going to give some final instructions to his 23 year old son who's not yet married, who's in love with Piers Gavelston. Yeah, It's shocking that he's not yet married. <laughs> Daddy has some deathbed wishes. You could call them orders, perhaps. A little wisdom to share. Yeah, well, Eddie is concerned about his legacy and concerned about his body parts in the afterlife. So Eddie 1 tells Eddie 2 that a hundred knights should crusade carrying my cold, dead heart. Just the heart? Well, yeah, because the army should then take Edward's bones to defeat Scotland.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of plans for... Okay, so they're going to carry his bones bones but his heart's heading back to england where sure. come on let's... none of that is the biggest deathbed wish
1: order uh,
0: <laughs> from eddie 1 to eddie 2
1: i mean i'm thinking topping that's tough though no this is in all capital bold letters in my notes the third wish and the wish that i need you order wish order that i need you to do more than anything is have nothing to do with pierce <laughs> gavelston
0: <laughs> break up with your boyfriend
1: Okay,
0: so this is 1307, Eddie the One. Did you out. get this son, heart to England, bones to Scotland, and you and Piers are done? Done, over. So it is the year after this, 1308, that
1: little Isabella of France arrives in England at 12 years old to fulfill her destiny of being Queen of England, that she's been ready. To do since the tender, tender baby engaged hand of three years old. Huzzah. So Isabella arrives to marry Fast Eddie the Second of England. Kind of a useless king. Kind of super gay. And, uh, whoa, Isabella comes in this January 1308. He's 24-ish when the wedding is happening. Year after Eddie the One passes... So there's all kinds of pressure on Eddie the Two to get married, have kids. And Eddie's like, okay, I can get married and I want to introduce you to the gayest wedding that has ever been put on in public. Fast Eddie the Two is described as having much passion and little judgment. (laughs) And it's not really a wedding for Isabella and Eddie, Wait for it. Okay, so here comes little Isabella. Beauty of beauties sure. is how she's described. And she's bringing some style from her French court to England. Absolutely, She has gowns and furs and headdresses, 419 yards of linen.
0: And she knows what's up. Eddie's probably just like, do they really call it gay Paris? Oh, God. Eddie having all those bold capital letter wishes from mm-hmm. dad. Does he follow those wishes? I mean, I don't know about the heart and the bones, but I'm thinking Piers ain't gone. Piers ain't gone. Nope, not one bit.
1: They're, oh, yeah. So at the wedding, court and celebration abound. Piers Gavelston is wearing Isabella of France's jewels at Isabella's own wedding, and Piers is sitting... Where the bride should be sitting next to Eddie II at their wedding.
0: Bold Move Jr.
1: Even worse, at the (laughs) coronation Yes. Bold Move Junior at Isabella's coronation, Piers Gavelston is wearing the royal
0: purple. And the court pearls. So they're not being subtle, no, about this relationship even a little bit. No,
1: Piers is here. He is. He's handsome. He's carrying the king's crown. He sits next to Fast Eddie the two at all the banquets. Holds his hand. Yeah. Makes out a little. At makes the out table. a little. Mm-hmm, that's it. It is said that Piers Gavelston resembles the god Mars, which if I'm not mistaken is the god of war. So maybe that's a veiled thing to what's coming. But Isabella is zero place in this picture. Goose eggs. She knows it's weird. From growing up in court and seeing how women play in court and queens and consorts like Wait a minute. I'm the bride here, you guys. I'm I'm
0: sure she's hearing whispers from ladies-in-waiting and such, too, that this may not go the way you think it's going to go, madam. Not only that, she's got uncles. Oh, God. Uh Mm Uh-huh. She has uncles and brothers. Like, this is...
1: Everybody's
0: mad. Her French uncles are fit to be tied. This is just... I mean, this seems really outrageous that they would be so ostentatious in their display uh, in this era so going back to right 14th century and what's recorded it is said about this affair written
1: about i do not remember to have heard that one man so loved another it's not looked upon well by the pack of english nobles who were around and a little bit angry like all right we liked eddie one he was a really good warrior he got a scotland You so far, Eddie, too, have paraded around with lions and, uh,
0: you know, eras tour. (laughs) You are wearing your you-need-to-calm-down shirt today.
1: (laughs) The nobles don't really care what Eddie does really in private, but keep it in the closet, man.
0: We need you to, like, be a king. Well, yeah, to, yes. Like, he also has a duty as a monarch to be wed... And at least put on a facade of normal marital blah, blah. But okay. Not, not Eddie. Not doing that. So to make matters worse, hold
1: up. It, like, I know this whole story is just, wait, it gets worse. That should be the subtitle of this story. Because Eddie II is now losing every bit of Scotland that his father gained.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, nobles can put up with a lot, but military losses are... Uh, Anything yeah. Eddie won got.
1: Eddie II has gone, 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 lost to the winds. Also, you can't keep yourself in the closet. You can't make out with your boyfriend at functions. Man, this just, it's not cool. So, the English nobles, admittedly, a little upset. They uh, become armed, in addition to their anger. And they're going to show up at Parliament and demand that Piers Gavelston be banished. And also, in addition to his banishment,
0: the twenty-one of us, Eddie, are just going to take over running England for you. Wow, I have to say, banishment is probably the best outcome that Pierce could hope for in this situation because I imagine things could go much, much worse for him.
1: Oh, it's going to go much, much worse. Have you heard the subtitle of this story? It just just gets wait. It's worse. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but wait. There's a queen, Isabella of France, who's a child, so she's powerless to do much about this but i want you to know that isabella just like a spider she's always watching always waiting looking around getting clues from her environment and who's in power and who's not in power but i'm 12 so i can't do much yet but i'm watching i'm waiting and watching
0: it sounds like she may be a more talented political figure than her dumb husband by miles (laughs) miles and miles
1: which we will see in the conclusion of Just Wait, It Gets Worse part of this story. So, 21 nobles come in, armed and angry. Eddie, too, we're just going to rule for you peers out. But, the heart wants what the heart wants. Within two months, Eddie and peers are back together. And by 1312, even though the country is at civil war, Isabella, who's 16, is now pregnant. Life should be looking up, but no, because Eddie and Piers Gaveston are on the run through England because the nobles are chasing them. Mm. So Isabella, a 16 year old pregnant girl, is chasing Eddie II and Piers Gaveston with the nobles and the army hot after her tail. Piers and Eddie <laughs> run off somewhere. So she's Isabella, chasing
0: after her husband and his boyfriend pregnant at Uh 16 Mm -hmm. and then the army's chasing after her wow wow hot times in oldie london town she i mean like really i'm i'm following your my husband and his lover
1: throughout england sure and this is with the army in pursuit and this is where we begin the well continue begin continue the tussle with the earl of lancaster now, the Earl of Lancaster is the guy who is really, really at the helm of this. He wants Piers out of the way. So, Piers is going to take shelter, refuge in Scarborough. At this point, Eddie the Two and Isabella hook back up and take off to York. Piers Gaveston is starved out of Scarborough, held by the Lords. He is, Piers is, seized and sentenced to death in a show trial like, the
0: charges are, you're gay and you're screwing our uh, king and yeah. we don't like it, but there's purportedly... Uh, they Yes, they trump up some charges to make sure that they can illegally, I'm making air quotes with my fingers, finish this situation.
1: Forgot to mention show trials and show all trials. of the uh, echoes up at the front.
0: I mean, you also didn't mention rampant homophobia, but here, here we are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor Piers Gaveston. It's not a good end for him in the just wait, it gets worse. Piers' head is hacked from his body, and Piers is now out. Uh,
0: Yeah. And dead. That tends to happen when the head is hacked from the body. Eddie the Two is disconsolate. I would think. His first love, his
1: true love, his only love Mm -hmm. has been taken, uh, murdered by, you know, his nobles. But, you know... Gonna be real honest, Isabella's not that upset. <laughs> Weird. Her rival's out of the way, so mm, maybe I can go on and get ahead with my marriage now
0: because, you know, I'm about to have your son. I'm going to redirect my husband now, and I'm guessing it doesn't go great. Well, 1312, still in 1312, November
1: the 12th, because we record boys' birthdays, Isabella does deliver a prince, delivers a boy. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> Isabella can now gain a little bit of power because she's the mother of a future monarch. Sure. Isabella intends. She begins. She really does start out with pure intentions. She wants to support her husband, Eddie II. She wants to support her son, Eddie III, in future times. And her reputation in the beginning of her really making an impact here is as a peacemaking queen, right? I just bring the butter and all the nice preserves, and I want everybody to be happy,
0: and I'm not here to ruffle any feathers. Well, and she probably sees the advantage in trying to smooth things over with Eddie's nobles. Well, and also her uncles and brothers in the land battles in France. Like, right. She's coming
1: in real smooth. To her detriment, her husband, Fast Eddie too destroys anything she does oh she brought you biscuits and jam let me feed them to my pet lion like Mm. i don't that's not true but you know what i'm saying eddie is undermining her at every turn to ensure that whatever effort she's making to be seen as regnant as powerful in her own right are destroyed now, I mentioned that whole Eddie I was a really big warrior king. Eddie II, not so much. So I want to move us to 1314, the Battle of Bannockburn, the biggest defeat ever of an English king. Wow. Fast Eddie II loses it. England no longer has any hold
0: on Scotland whatsoever. Wow. So the Scottish pushed the English back entirely under Eddie II. Under Eddie to wow. via, you ready? The
1: Earl of Lancaster. Hmm. Remember, Earl of Lancaster, king of the north, owns, controls, is in charge of that land. Okay. Through those borders, and Earl of Lancaster didn't help in Eddie 2nd, but he certainly doesn't want to lose what he has gained.
0: Right. right. He controls the wall, keeps the White Walkers at bay. So now it's not just England fighting Scotland, which
1: isn't so much more. Eddie the Two is fighting the Earl of Lancaster. This is the time where Robert the Bruce reclaims Scotland. And whoa, I don't know. Is there something to this? Uh, we can thank uh, Fast Eddie the Second for creating Scottish pride, mm. right? And banding the country together pretty quick. It turns out that rebellion is a real people unifier through history. Yeah, that's true. Battle of Bannockburn, England is creamed. That's 1314. But wait, when we begin 1315, your other favorite thing, Little Ice Age. Oh, yeah. Really is. This really has all your favorites, Ben. Yeah, Little Ice Age. All right, so Little Ice Age. What happens in the Little Ice Age, at least on the ground? All planting is failing. The harvest crop is no good. The cattle are dying. Right. And the people in their mentality of 1315... Instead of saying, oh, gosh, this is some interesting geoclimate things going on. How how would they know? Yeah. Who do they blame instead? Eddie, too. You got it. This Mm -hmm. is all your terrible fault for all of your sins. It is your extravagance. It's your lack of direction. It is everything wrong with you, Eddie, the two, which is why famine and death and everything bad has come to England. We hate you.
0: Which is potentially, I mean, it's thought that the Little Ice Age may have been brought on by the plague depopulating much of Europe. So so less heating activities, less, anyway. We're Can, here
1: for Trashy continue. Isabella. Can
0: you? I don't want to debate the Little
1: Ice Age. Lots of things. What I need to let you know is. It's calamitous. Calamitous. That calamity is blamed on. Eddie, the two. Sure. It's always the guy in charge's fault. So, all the nobles, remember the nobles who all tried to mm-hmm. do this with Piers Gaveston sure. a long time ago? They're like, man, Eddie, just sit down. Let the adults be in charge. This is ridiculous. We will take over. And so the adults do, with the biggest adult of them all, Earl of Lancaster, okay. in charge of all this nonsense. Earl of Lancaster will capture Edward II, put him in kind of captivity. It's called captivity. Technically, the king gets 10 pounds a day. He's going to put him on a real tight budget.
0: Well, I mean, he's probably ordering Amazon and. (laughs) (laughs) What are all these boxes that keep showing up (laughs) to the castle? We're going to cut that allowance if you don't get off the computer.
1: So now the nobles have taken over for Edward II. Mm -hmm. Edward II's on a 10 pound a day budget, but remember Isabella, this story's about her. She's the queen. She's like, "What is even happening here? <laughs> I have a son. I should be claiming power of some kind just because my husband the king can't handle it. Mm-hmm. I'm right here." Sure. Daughter of two reigning. I know. Yep. Like, go oh, my ears. I he, know what I'm doing. He
0: may be a wastrel, but I'm not. So. She's young, but Isabella knows the game and is
1: watching. Eddie holds up there for a minute because the grief of a king. He's still really, really upset about Piers Gaveston, And if you thought the Piers Gaveston era's tour was bad, I want you to wait for the king's new favorite. Uh-oh. It's about to get real messy. Enter some more alliances and your favorite, Hug Dispenser. Okay, alliances are everything. You got to have an alliance. You got to be careful who you make an alliance with. Eddie II, in order to reclaim part of any part of legitimacy for him, buddies up with the one remaining noble family who doesn't really care that he's a homosexual. Okay. These are the dispensers. The dispensers, possibly a line of these Spencers, Diana Princess of Wales Mm -hmm. family. You have to go back a long way. Historians
0: debate this, but at the time, the dispensers... We've debated the correct pronunciation of his name now for a few years. And he's just Hug Dispenser. I, I go with Hug.
1: All right. The Dispensers, father and son, are the only ones supporting Edward the Second, And in this support of Eddie, 2 they're naturally, of course, enriching themselves big time. Oh, sure. With the
0: privy purse and we'll just sign oh, these yeah. lands
1: over and...
0: Yeah. I mean, if the king has precisely one ally of the noble families, of course, they're going to get all of the largesse. Isabella of Mm. France, who the story
1: is about at this point, is like, you know what? Forget it. I'm out of here. She's going to pack up and take off for France and refuse to come back until 1325. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Hug the- Dispenser. Mm-hmm. Maybe or maybe not the lover of Eddie II.
0: But I think there's reason to believe he may be.
1: He's using the access of Eddie II to build up his power and wealth. So either Eddie II is in love and letting Hug Dispenser do whatever he wants to do Lay, lay claim to the country steamroll him. Yeah. Or, you know, hug dispensers just, I, I, I don't know. Nobody really knows that, but hug dispenser is really taking advantage of the fact that Eddie two is crushing on him hard. The dispensers are building up their power and their wealth. Isabella's had two more kids by this point. Right? So she's out 1321. Again, the nobles are like, forget this. I mean, it's violence. It's terrible. There's a temporary truce one, And so now Isabella is on the move, right? So 1321, she's on the way to Canterbury on pilgrimage because that's what you do. I've read some tales about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So basically there's been this period effectively of civil war because, because. Because Eddie too is such a useless king. Correct. And everyone hates him and everyone's vying to something. Okay. Correct. How do we
1: grab the noble reins of power? So Isabella at this point has learned enough, (laughs) has grown up enough because she's in her mid twenties now. And Isabella's just tired. Mm -hmm. She's like, forget this. I'm, I have the sun. Sure. I'm over it. So she is on pilgrimage near the Kent coast over by Leeds castle and Isabella and her troops are looking to seek shelter. And normally, you know, if the queen of the country yeah. comes knocking on your door,
0: yeah, you welcome. The, it's an honor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how oh, thanks for visiting us. Let's mm, get out our let's finest tea and slaughter crumpets. some boars and really do this up. But the guy
1: who lives in that castle, even though he is not there, is an enemy of Edward the
0: <laughs> Isabella's is like, hey, me too. <laughs> but no. <laughs>
1: but nobody knows that, right? And so the wife of the enemy is there at Leeds Castle, and she's like, Oh, Isabella, no, my mat does not welcome you. You can stay outside in the cold, in October rain. And Isabella's a little angry. So she orders her men to force their way in.
0: Wow. Ending up with six defenders of the castle dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a way to build some alliances. <laughs> There's
1: a message sent to the rebel lords. Uh, this is treason. Goodness. Because Isabella's mad. She's like, listen, I'm the queen. I don't yeah. care really how you feel about it. But
0: if I ask to come in because mm-hmm. I need a bed for the night, you, you need to me. let me in. Yeah, you owe me your hospitality as a subject of the... Ki- yeah. The enemy wife... Throws open
1: her gates. Oh, now that she's laying in dead bodies, like okay, well, Isabella, I guess you can come on in. Uh, no, it's, I mean, and uh, she does, but enemy wife and all of her children are thrown into the tower, and all of her men are hung from the castle walls. Like sure. this is Isabella making a front,
0: mm-hmm. a big front. No, I mean this would be treason in the era. Correct? You, I mean, you oh, just—you yeah. cannot, you treason. cannot deny a. A no, monarch. this is this is treason. And yeah. right
1: now, nobody knows that Isabella's out for herself, potentially.
0: Isabella's always
1: going to be out for her son. But this looks like it is commanded on behalf of Edward II, right?
0: <laughs> Who is off on his $10 a day Amazon shopping spree. <laughs> so,
1: so it's now been communicated to the enemies of Eddie the Two that he'll kill you just as quick as look at you, right? Like, Isabella's declared war. She's done with it. Does Eddie, too,
0: know that he is going to kill you oh, just yeah, as soon as... yeah, okay. because he comes back
1: into power. Okay. And so he has been lamenting Piers Gaveston mm-hmm. all those years. I mean, he wants revenge. Revenge is a dish best served cold. He is going to, Eddie II, defeat and capture the Earl of Lancaster. Yeah. All right.
0: He's mad. No, he's coming after everybody. So finding a hug dispenser did not soothe his anger. No, finding
1: a Hug Dispenser didn't soothe his anger, but I want to let you know that it is reported at the time that Hug Dispenser, even though he's probably maybe Edward's lover, also is reported to have sexually assaulted Isabella of France.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, this gets extremely complicated and unhappy. But, oh, no, it's terrible, but it gets
1: worse. So Eddie and Hug Dispenser are so busy fighting their own battles, right, with everybody that's mad at him oh gosh that poor isabella gets captured by the scots which lead to two of her ladies in waiting to be killed not great not great what's worse is that no one's coming to rescue isabella of france queen of england who's now been kidnapped in scotland she ends up escaping legit with the flemish navy Because Eddie and Hug Dispenser are too busy to help her get out of captivity. She's the daughter of the King of France.
0: If you're availing yourself of the Belgians. (laughs) (laughs) Isabella has now had enough. Like, (laughs) really?
1: You let this other guy... Where are my robes? Where are my jewels? You've treated me terribly. Mm-hmm. Your new lover has sexually assaulted me. I've been kidnapped and you didn't even
0: come and get me? Uh, pound sand, Eddie. I hear Brussels is beautiful. I'm going to go check it out. Failure
1: to assist. <laughs> Isabella out with the Flemish Navy. Okay. <laughs> this is so terrible. So... Eddie is now on his revenge tour, all right? So the Earl of Lancaster, it is said, received measure for measure. He's the one who made peers go out. Now the Earl of Lancaster, beheaded. There are wives and kids of all the rebels filling up the prisons. Oh, wow. It's Bedlam. It's a ruthless dispenser. Like Mm. Hugh is taking no prisoners and Eddie the Two is down for this revenge tour. Isabella, again, I'm out of here. 1324, there's a crisis in England. France wants to get into war over Gascony. And they decide that all French people living in England at the time are the enemy. You can't hold land, hold money. You are less than less if you are French in England at this point. And Isabella has all of her lands seized by the dispensers, and her youngest children are taken from her. And so her mistrust, per se, you know, her, I don't feel quite right about all this, something's not really jiving down too much, now turns to outright loathing.
0: How are her uncles and brothers with all of this? I'm. There's gotta be... Oh, wait. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) It's like, you know, there's more coming. So I would like you to know that Isabella of France, to quote a Taylor Swift line, there's nothing I do better than revenge. You may consider at this point 1324 Isabella of France and Edward II of England separated. (laughs) Wow. Isabella's done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Isabella's going to take off to France, mm-hmm. where she's going to see her brother. Going to pick up a little army, maybe? Well, she's going to go talk to her brother, who is the French
0: king. Huh. Hmm. And, uh... It seems perilous for England, then. Well, see, Isabella's going over with
1: Eddie II's blessing of, I'm going to make peace with France. I mean, come on. The French king is my brother, I'm his sister. We're going to go have a barbecue. We're going to sit down. We're going to play some cornhole. Yeah, it will be great. I got you, Eddie. Eddie doesn't know that Isabella has considered them separated, right? Yeah, that's not.
0: That's, yeah.
1: So I'll go to my brother, the French king, and negotiate. I got this. You can trust me. He's my brother. We're married. Everything's cool.
0: Everything's cool. Because you're a complete
1: (laughs) lunatic. I'm not going to let you know that on my way out the door. So 1325, Isabella of France leaves for Paris. And she does for sure negotiate a treaty. And gives Eddie the two the news. Like, hey, hubby. Oh, it's so great. I'm going to get you out of this pickle. We've got a treaty going on with France. But here's the thing. My brother just wants one tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny thing. Is it Calais? No. (laughs) It is to please send our... 12-year-old son, mm. Edward III, right. over. Turn so hostage of whichever
0: noble right. behaves you, yeah.
1: Well, so Eddie III can, like, kiss my brother's rings mm-hmm. and show that you really mean it, husband. So if you can, just for me, Eddie, husband Eddie, send child Eddie over like Paddington Bear. Just put a little note on him. Mm-hmm. Please give sure. to the king of France so he can kiss the ring.
0: If you could kick Trey over our way yeah I for need some him to ring kissing yeah come bow and stuff mm-hmm. and that and and that's cool and fast Eddie the second
1: still so busy on his revenge plot is like, mm, yeah, that seems right. Put a note on the kids, send him over to France Sure, stick him on a boat. So <laughs> whoa, with Isabella with her son now in France, her position is transformed. Oh yeah. With her son, she can speak and act as queen as she's the mother of the heir. She don't mm-hmm. need Eddie no more, is what I'm trying to say. Eddie the comes over with his little Paddington Bear note. Sure. And uh, then follows up. Eddie the two sends a little message to his wife, like, okay, you can come on back now. How did his visit with his uncle King go? Yeah, and Isabella's like, mm, thanks. Uh, I had a, I had a good time mm-hmm. accepting our son. But I won the
0: cornhole competition. Yeah,
1: but I need to uh, tyranny you some more. And I have no intention of going anywhere. I'm not coming back until you get Hug Dispenser out of the way. She's a wronged wife. That's mm-hmm. her public relations play at this moment. I'm a wronged wife. My husband is doing all this nutty stuff. Over here, but I have our son because I'm protecting England. It's me. I'm the savior of England here. I'm watching out for y'all. However, that PR play goes a little wrong when she meets who perhaps will be her downfall. Roger Mortimer. Oh. Oh, yeah. He's a soldier and a politician. Considered a rebel in England, he's escaped into exile in France, and Roger Mortimer and Isabella of France meet. And, like, it's instant
0: love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: They are the greatest love affair of the 14th century. It is an all-consuming passion. Think Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton of the 14th century.
0: They rival only Eddie II and (laughs) Piers.
1: Not even. Big time. Big time worse. A queen technically cannot commit adultery, but now she has a very handsome knight, prince charming, and she has her son, and she's got better than revenge plans to get rid of both Hug Dispenser and her husband. So Isabella's like, "Mm, I think I can probably do it. I can go ahead and depose of an anointed king, my husband. Why not? That seems reasonable. So what do I need? I need an army. Okay, how do I get an army? Well, I'm an independent player now. I have a son. That son needs a marriage alliance. So Edward III is now hooked up with Philippa of Hanault, to make that alliance where Isabella of France uses the Henaultian army to come and wage war on Eddie II of England. Isabella! Had a really productive year over in France, with oh, the sure. Cornhole
0: game, got her son hitched. Oh, yeah. Now has picked up an army along yeah, the way. Yeah, from like some little duchy somewhere. All right, so the Hanultian army. To come back. And it's mm-hmm. sure enough, England's like... Hey, uh, Hey, Isabella, we're really glad to see you. We love you. We love Henault, We're not sure where it is in the world, but that's fine. That's fine. You're here to rescue us from your lunatic
1: husband who's out with Hug Dispenser making our lives miserable. (laughs) The return of the queen. (laughs) It is the return of the queen, and as there's no real alternative... There's no way to really resist. You're the best thing. You're the next best
0: sandwich going, lady. Well, and like, can Eddie 3 be worse in their eyes? Like, let's take a gamble here. Well, Eddie 3 is young. Yeah, yeah. He's still yeah. like a teenager, so... So they can control him, right? Like, you said it. So she comes in with
1: this, I'm the wronged wife. I'm claiming England for my son. He's where you're going. He's the future, yeah. not my I dumb lunatic husband. I agree with all of
0: you that my dumb lunatic husband should go. Like, let's do this. And England's like, all right. Sounds, sounds great. Good.
1: <laughs> you can be savior of England, mm-hmm. England's champion. Welcome, regent. <laughs> all right. So what happens now? She gets her kids back. Like, J- Isabella right now riding high, Roger Mortimer by her side, mm-hmm. all of her kids sure. large and in charge. Eddie II and Hug Dispenser flee, and they end up captured. I'm shocked.
0: They they seem like such strategic planners.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, Isabella, nothing I do better than revenge. Hug Dispenser is brought before her. This is so evil. She relishes in this revenge. Like, please bring me a condiment bar. I need it all for my hot dog murder that's happening here. Hug Dispenser is disemboweled. Oh my God. And castrated while still alive.
0: Wow. It seems like overkill personally.
1: Isabella is now acting as King of England. Mm-hmm. And she is brutally punishing her enemies.
0: Who happen to have made themselves enemies of most of the English nobles. So I guess Who's they're going to let it slide. Her? Yeah. Nobody's stopping her.
1: All right, so what happens to Eddie II if she was that harsh on hug dispenser? I mean, no more hugs getting dispensed. It takes four months, but Fast Eddie
0: II, out. Edward II has to sign his own abdication. Oh, right, that, yeah, kings can't, yeah, okay, <laughs> to, to make it
1: legal. So
0: it's not just enough
1: to have him off the throne. Now he really needs to die. There have been numerous plots uncovered to liberate the king or the former king. I mean, Eddie, like everybody's just like, Eddie, you gotta go.
0: Yeah, real or imagined, I suspect. Like a lot of these alleged plots to liberate him are probably ways to exact revenge on other enemies of. Yeah. First, they have Eddie the second kind
1: of hold up in comfort. He has blankets. Sure. You know, his pillows, he has a bed.
0: Amazon boxes at the doorstep, yeah.
1: But his treatment is steadily going to go downhill. And the Queen, by this point, and Roger Mortimer are fully in love. And maybe Isabella's like, yeah, it's good for the goose, good for the gander, all that. You had lovers? I'm going to have one, too. And, whoa, there's nobody in her world bigger than Roger Mortimer. So Mortimer, remember, he's a soldier and a politician... Uh, in 1326, they're going to raise an army to where Hug Dispenser's father, the elder Dispenser, who's 90 years old, is hanged in his armor. Again, I
0: feel like they could have just waited a matter of months. I mean, 90 in 1326? Like, come on. So now
1: that Isabella is in charge, right? Edward II's dead. I mean, his treatment is great in the beginning. By the end, his treatment is terrible. So Eddie the Two kind of hold up. His treatment is going downhill. Roger Mortimer and Isabella are taking over England, but the nobles aren't too cool with that. They're like, wait, thanks for getting England back for us. We really needed to solve this Eddie Two problem, but now that Eddie is like 14, She's like, I can rule in his name for a while, but Edward III sort of wants his father's permission to do the things, and Edward II's staff of office is broken, I mean, locked up. He's denied clothing and sleep over time. It gets worse and worse. Would you just die as quickly as possible, please, Edward II? Isabella's is super mad that the guards holding Edward II are treating him so lightly. Oh, wow. Why are you being so nice to him? Why did you give him food today?
0: So this explains why he was eventually tortured to death. Murdered in his bed, it is said.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Edward II's death is announced but not explained. Sure. Legend, of course. Uh recalls that there might have been some
0: torture with a red-hot poker in places you don't really want a red-hot poker. Sure. I mean, theoretically, you want them nowhere, but yeah, I think the story is the bum. Well, Christopher Marlowe, the legendary English writer many,
1: many centuries later, is the one that immortalizes that legend. Okay, so
0: may or may not be true. Okay.
1: And at this point, the perception of... Isabella is already changing. Now, uh, Christopher Marlowe is like, oh, that unnatural queen, the false Isabelle. Remember a year ago, everybody loved Isabelle for solving the problem at hand. But now that Isabella is the problem, Mm -hmm. it all gets messy. Edward II, brutally and illegally disposed, Isabella and Roger Mortimer are not viewed as heroes. And Roger and Isabella are pretty much going to hold Edward III, who is the king, prisoner at this point. They have a, Isabella and Roger, have a four-year regency. They're in charge until Eddie's about 18. They are super unpopular. It turns out that Isabella is just as much of a tyrant as her husband was. She's just better at it. <laughs> she's much better at it. She will attend his funeral and kneel and prayer. Like, there's no doubt that Isabella of France doesn't stay humble. She likes power. She likes wealth. She's rewarding herself and Roger. She's very much a political animal, keeping the king by her side. She and Roger monitor everything Eddie Third is doing. This is similar to... Queen Victoria, before Queen Victoria, her oh, mom right. had a lover that monitored everything Victoria did. Mm-hmm. Again, all these repetitions through time—they're not sure. new. Highly abusive situation, yeah. Eddie the three has no freedom. It's not going to go great once Eddie the can exact his revenge, right? Uh, Christopher Marlowe again will describe it this way: that Edward III is a lamb encompassed by wolves. By 1330, Roger Mortimer's word is a bigger deal than the king's word. Like he's taken
0: over, and yeah, that's gonna that's gonna rub the wrong way.
1: Well, Isabella kind of is like, mm. my son is now old enough to resist. My lover has gained more power than I ever had. Maybe I can cast myself as an innocent victim in all this and Mm. let it work out perhaps a different way. It is at Nottingham Castle. Edward III, after four years of being heavily monitored by mom and boyfriend, is resisting. Eddie III in captivity is making some plans. He's building secret tunnels. Those secret tunnels allow his armies to sneak in the day of the big battle. His armies, Edward III's, will capture and kill Roger Mortimer. Roger Mortimer is hanged at Tyburn. Take that, stepdad. He can't kill his mom, though. Right. Eddie Third is still in like, an, mm, I'm really not happy about anything you've done, mother. Thank you for gaining power for me, but I'd like to claim my power. You're no longer it. Eddie the Third is going to send his mother off into confinement for the next thirty years. You are retired, Mama. This
0: is like in a convent or something. Yeah,
1: consider yourself out. All of her estates are surrendered. Her pounds per year via those estates are all uh, all Canceled. reverted back <laughs> to the crown. And Isabella of France is. Pretty much given strict orders, you are not allowed to intervene in anything else ever again, Mother. You're done. So, Isabella of France, having once been Queen of England, taken over England for yeah. her son, spends her next 30 years just hanging out in a castle, getting super religious. At some point, she is joined by her daughter Joan, This Joan, we're going to meet another Joan in short order, different Joan. This Joan, Isabella's daughter, is known as Joan of the Tower because Joan was born in the Tower of London and married to the Scottish king at one point. That was David II. David II ended up being an unfaithful jerk. And so Joan of the Tower is like, Mom, I'm just going to come hang out with you in the castle. That's okay. I'm going to my mother's. Isabella of France dies in 1358 at the age of 63. Hmm. This is just, this is amazing. Better than revenge. Buried in the clothes she wore on her wedding day all those years ago. And also buried with the cold, dead, shriveled
0: heart of her husband, Edward II. Yikes. Much to her chagrin. Wow. I don't know.
1: Isabella of France is such an interesting story. I don't know if she was any more violent and self-serving than all the men around her.
0: Absolutely. No, she's Cersei Lannister, clearly. (laughs) Took power in the ways that she could take power. Mm -hmm. Just a
1: fascinating story. That is the backstory of Edward III's parents, Isabella of France, her lover Roger Mortimer, all the battles, all the fights, Edward III's father, Edward II, Likes the lions, likes the disco, likes the boys too. It's all trash, trashy mm-hmm. Royals.
0: I love this journey that we're on. Right. It's also a story though about the ways in which the nobles continue to right, it's like all power plays. Like you think that a monarch is an absolute ruler, but that's not really true a because monarchs
1: are only as
0: powerful. Yeah, they need that layer mm-hmm. of administrators effectively beneath them and if those people turn on the monarch stuff goes bad fast i'm gonna say i mean if if you're the king and the whole country is in civil war your entire reign and rioting in the streets and crop failures and blah 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 maybe you're not a very good king not a very good king (laughs) Again, revisionist history. Isabella of
1: France is not remembered fondly in England. She's called the she-wolf of France. Oh, poor Edward II was done so wrong by this girl. Like, his reputation gets rewritten once Eddie III comes on. Remember, Eddie III stays on the throne of England for 50 years? Right. He has- Four sons. Oh, gosh. He has five sons, remember? Edward the Black Prince, Eddie, 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 and all those four other songs that are going to begin the War of the Roses. The Yorks, the Lancaster, yeah. That's exactly it. Which are all stories we will get to in future Trashy Royals episodes. I haven't even given any trash crowns for this. They're all playing cornhole over in France. Mm -hmm. Over in
0: Gay Paris. Ruthless. But no more ruthless than the people around her. Absolutely. It was just the way that the structure of the world was understood is that women were not supposed to... I'm sure they considered a a usurpation of power, like women. That's why they think she was unnatural or thought that at the time, because women weren't supposed to strive or be ambitious or achieve. They were just supposed to birth babies. Isabella of France... Trashy Royal extraordinaire. Bring you biscuits, bring you gravy, and then have, like, your husband can throw all that crap to the dogs <laughs> or the anger lions. the nobles, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: Y'all, thanks so much for joining us on
1: this journey of Trashy Royals today. There are so many of these delicious stories layered throughout the era of the War of the Roses. Oh, I sure. can't wait to share them all with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending your time with us. Until...
0: We meet again. Keep that crown level. Yeah. Buff it up. Make it shine, friends. Make that crown shine. What
1: is past is prologue. Most certainly. We'll see you next Thursday, friends. Bye. Bye, everybody.